This is Yep, I Did That with Amanda and Jonna. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jonna. And this is Yep, yep I, I Did That. We're getting so good at that. Synchronized speaking. We are on top of it. Yeah, same pitch. Um, we're just perfect. We are. Uh, so Not. this is a podcast <laughs> of talking about health and wellness and beauty things that we've tried. Yes. That have gone successfully or not and successfully. Unsuccessfully. Basically, like the things you see on Pinterest that seem like a good idea, we've tried most of them. Yes. And Jonna has been the one that has tried most of them. And I am here to be the nerd who's looked up why it worked or why you it should failed. never, ever try it yes. at home. So hopefully you enjoy She's it and us. love <laughs> a ground. I ground us all here. <laughs> at, yep, I did that. Uh, so hopefully you are an adventurous soul who likes to try new things, but we hopefully will save you from trying some horrible ones. Yes. Uh, so what has been going on with you? Um, I have a few things to complain about. Okay. One, I'm wearing glasses because I I've been wearing a, a pair of daily contacts for like six months because mm -hmm. I've been too lazy to go to the eye doctor. Mm -hmm. And I rubbed my eye today and it ripped in half. Oh, that's the eye. worst. So... I was like, I look like the doctor tonight. I like it. I look like the nutritionist. I like it. Uh, um, I'm pretty positive I have worn my monthly contacts for like almost a year. Sorry to any of you eye doctors <laughs> out there that are potentially listening to this. I'm way too lazy and cheap where I'm just like, it's fine. I got, they don't hurt yeah. yet. Don't do that. Don't do it. <laughs> I also like tore my retina. Like, Retina, oh, whenever God. I did that one time and I slept in my contacts. I'm glad it wasn't my retina and it was just the contact. Yeah. But either way, I'm frustrated. Yes. And these contacts, I mean, these glasses are like full scrape because they're old. It's um, okay. You look beautiful. Yeah. Thanks. Welcome. I'm feeling uh, extra blurry <laughs> through the scratches. What is new with you? Um, is that all you said you have? A well, few I have things. a few things I can say. Yeah, it's tell for them. your entertainment. Tell them. Um, it's really freaking hot. It's super hot, and it was ninety something degrees today. Yeah, it was ninety eight yesterday. I saw someone make a joke on Twitter. I wish I could quote them because I can't. I can't remember who it is, but they were talking about like how ground a groundhog burst into flames when it came out in L.A. So we knew there would be six more weeks of summer. <laughs> I don't That's remember who funny. you are, but you were hilarious. Whoever and I don't you have are. my phone to look it up. Good tweet. Not mine. Um, we are doing an episode on the no poo method and different natural hair things. Yes. That I have tried. Yes. I've only done like one thing yep. to my hair. <laughs> but you did something. In your... I did. That's why your hair still looks good. Because you abandoned it quickly. I abandoned it because I'm lazy. Again, I don't brush my hair. Because uh, you don't need to. Um, well, we were. I was actually really excited to do this because I wanted to know the history of, like, why we even, like, do the whole shampoo thing. Like, why it came about. Because now this whole no-poo movement is, like, you don't need to shampoo your hair. It's destroying your oils. And so I was, me being the nerd that I am... I needed to know why. Mm -hmm. And so 
I looked up the history of shampooing. Would you like to know the the big highlights? Yeah, of it? but I feel like this needs like a jazz, a smooth jazz intro or something. Like you need that good voice that you do. <laughs> so here's the history of shampoo with Amanda Perrin. With Amanda Perrin. <laughs> And Jonna Harris. Mainly Amanda. Mainly Amanda. <laughs> um, so it actually started in 4000 BC. That was the first time that uh, cosmetic routines emerged. And it was mainly for like the upper echelon for, of society. Um, and that was around the time, like, and then a thousand years later, 3000 BC, they were like, we should differentiate ourselves from animals. So we should like bathe. <laughs> or do like put adornments in our hair or uh, our bodies and things like that was kind of like the first time people were like, ooh, we're not like animals. So we should like do something about this. <laughs> um, and then around uh, 1500 BC, that's whenever like Egyptian cosmeticians. Is that the right word? Cosmetologists? Cos- no, it says cosmeticians. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this timeline i looked up at hairstory.com uh said cosmeticians but i don't want to know i don't want to say it wrong like i'm a dietitian so i feel like that's how you would say that Titian. But, um yeah and so they combined essential oils and vegetable oils and that's kind of like the first time that was going on um but all of it left your hair like super dry if you used it mm-hmm. and then later on they put lye in their soaps which i'm sure went great it went great because then everyone their complaints not just that their hair was dry but it also burned the crap out of their eyes (laughs) i wonder why i wonder why (laughs) i wonder if it was the lie (laughs) the lie was burning your eye the lie was burning your eye (laughs) Uh, and around that time that was whenever uh christianity was kind of like making its big movement and so Mm -hmm. everyone was kind of steering away from external beauty and focusing more on internal. So it was like less of yourself, more of your soul. So were they stinky? They probably were more stinky than they were like before that was that. the focus. Yeah. Mm. So uh, then mm. in 1800 AD, lots of stuff happened like prior to that, but it was mainly that like soap was being made in that same way, hurting your eyes, super dull hair. And then the colonials from Europe came to India. And saw that they had all these like hair rituals with like essential oils in your hair and all of the soaps that they were using and took it back to Europe. And then that's where like everything kind of exploded was in Europe of creating these things and taking it off the base of these Indian culture Mm -hmm. with the oils and hair rituals. Um, And in 1898, German chemist Hans Schwarfkopf. Good job. Thanks. Um, he sold the first powder shampoo, but it still left the hair dull. So this was the first like dry shampoo kind of thing. In 1900, a Frenchman, Edward Pignard, mm-hmm. creates conditioner to soften mustache and beards. So then that was the first time conditioner was like found, oh, that there's something that will soften your hair rather than like making it this tough, hard, whatever. And then in 1908... New York Times published an article on how to shampoo your hair. So that was the first time people were, like, actually being instructed on how you're supposed to shampoo, which, um, if you look it up, the New York Times still has this article. And I believe, I'm going off my memory, that it said that you should shampoo your hair, like, every six weeks. And so that's much different than where we are today. 
And then uh, 1914, Casey A. Bear invented the first commercial shampoo. <laughs> Hold on. We also need to make sure. How do you spell that last name? H-E-B-E-R-T. So it might be it Hebert. It might be Hebert. But you just but make I, it extra bougie. <laughs> I'm from, I live in L.A. <laughs> and I had a girl in high school whose last name was <laughs> spelt like this, and it was A-Bear. And so I don't want to, see, I like have this pressure that I it don't want to mispronounce. just so y'all know. Okay. So Casey Hebert, or A-Bear, <laughs> invented the first commercial shampoo, uh, and it was called Canthrox. Which is frighteningly close to anthrax. Yes, and I don't think it was successful. <laughs> That's why we had to keep doing more things. And at this time, I think it was still powder shampoo, uh-huh. so even more like anthrax. <laughs> it <was> like- <laughs> it probably looked like it, too. Uh, and then in 1927, uh, the guy, Hans, who first created the powder or sold the first powder shampoo, he created the liquid shampoo. And so he came back, he's moving on up in the hair care world, (laughs) and is like, oh my gosh, powder is so yesterday, we should make it a liquid. And then in 1930, Dr. John Breck introduced shampoo to America with synthetic surfactants for the first pH balance shampoo. So this is the guy who this whole no poo movement is going against his discovery of creating a pH balance. So those surfactants were making it to where it could actually not make your hair so dull. And it was not just like leaving it horrible because it was so basic or acidic. So, um, and then in 1970, that's whenever the media created the whole, you need a shampoo every day because they had a ton of um, ads with Farrah Fawcett being like, if you want hair like Farah, you need to shampoo every day. Yeah. And so from then on, that's kind of where we are. Everyone thinks you Everyone need to shampoo, need to shampoo every, day. every day to get hair like Farah Fawcett. And when did New York Times say? Again? Six weeks. Every six weeks. Mm-hmm, to wash your hair. That's insane. Yeah. That's a really big difference. Yeah. I Can you imagine? No. I wonder if everyone's hair would be a lot healthier. It would be. I mean, and that's the thing where it's like, why I wanted to know this history especially was because it's it, if this is so hurting the oils of our hair or like now that I do have a six month old, it's like, should I be washing his hair? No. This often? Because I'm like, <laughs> or however often, like my sister gave my nephew a bath every night and washed his hair. And I'm just like, he gets a bath like maybe every week. That's really good for his immune system that you I'm only trying, get a bath you know? once a week. Yeah, but then also, like, after this, where I'm like, yeah, I'm just like, I don't want to, like, ruin his scalp with his oils already. Yeah. And so now it's like every other bath, I wash his hair. He doesn't, his hair is clean. No, he would get oily sometimes, but then other than that, because he sweats whenever he's on me. But yeah, so the media, which I have so many issues with the media, (laughs) which is, again, another Advertising, really. Both, yes. but really advertising. Yes. Is advertising what is what I'm upset about. Which I'm also like a whore for, like marketing packaging. It gets you do. Me. You're a sucker for branding. I'm a total sucker for branding. I forgot that about you. <laughs> like if your packaging is cute, I will be like, oh my god, I need I'm that. Definitely buying that, even though it's worse than the other thing. Yeah, I don't care if Just it's cute. It's prettier. Mm-hmm. All right, I am. <laughs> See, I hate. Because it, I love it so much. Well, there's a reason people go to school to do that. Exactly. They, <laughs> I'm their prime customer. You are. But, um, yeah, so 
in the 1970s, so we are the product of our parents bathing us or shampooing our hair like way more often probably than we needed to. So mm. that just became like innately in us. Of like, followed through. Yeah. So how are you like growing up? Did your mom like... Uh, the only thing I remember about my hair growing up, one, we did rollers like every night. Sponge the foam, rollers? Yeah, the sponge rollers. And my nickname was Jonna Poodleyana. Oh, that's my hair super was cute. so curly. And I would scream when my parents would brush my hair and they would threaten to shave it off. Oh. <laughs> but I was extra dramatic. You so, dramatic? I know. Who would have no. thought? I, and I would like get this knot at the like nape of my neck always. Did you get that? Um, no, I get it sometimes now, like at the end of my hair, oh. uh, just because I don't brush. Hair. I don't know how or why what I was doing, but it was always there when I was little. That's so crazy. Yeah. That probably hurt so bad trying to get it out. Yeah. Did it scar you? I mean, I remember screaming. In the okay, then yes. <laughs> I have PTSD. Uh, do you feel like there was, you just showered every day, huh? Um, I don't think I did that like every day, but I definitely washed my hair. I think I took a bath like a lot. I remember always listening to like Beauty and the Beast or Aladdin tape and like taking a uh -huh. bath with like my head just like in the water <laughs> growing up. Uh, but... My mom, she washes her hair like every other day. So I think that she kind of like put that in us. So I've never washed my hair every day, but definitely not longer than a few days growing up. Yeah. Now, it's a different story. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. But yeah, Jackie, she always went to like the beauty salon. And so she took us like every month. We went to go get our hair done. And oh. so I've had like hair care and it's then so my fancy. grandmother was like a hair stylist and so I've had a lot like pushed on to me early of being like you need to take care of your hair take care of your hair yeah that and sounds then I very also toddler and tiaras <laughs> <laughs> well but then the sad part is that like my mom didn't do hair very well so like sponge rollers for me my hair is so straight uh -huh. never would have worked then they tried and my hair would just like fall right after they took oh, them we out. had like a I had to use the littlest ones and they would like spray them so they'd be like moist. Oh, yeah. And then in, it was a whole ordeal. Yeah. We tried like hair wet to dry. Never. No, wouldn't work. All right. Hot sticks were the only thing that worked whenever I was in the dance squad. Hot sticks. I don't think I've ever called it a dance squad, by the way. <laughs> well, Came out. There's a first time for everything. That was just in my heart. <laughs> um,. <laughs> Yeah, my dance so, tribe. My dance tribe <laughs> at FHS. Oh boy, let's <laughs> with move. Rachel Abear, Hebert, Hebert, whatevs. Um, yeah, so my mom, she would always just like braid my hair. Uh huh. So you'd have kinky hair, or it would always just be in braids. Oh, okay. I never took them out. That's why it's so healthy, probably. Yeah, and then she tried to like cut my bangs once and cut my eyebrow open my grandmother was very upset at her <laughs> good job jackie thanks and um, i had the bangs that started back here oh yeah i had like the half and half bangs. oh that's like the great. dream it was great i wish i had it's those. like the kelly kapowski bangs. yes yeah, i did have those when i was jana pudeliana i could see that um i want to get into like a few of the things that i've tried yeah. and the things to maybe avoid Yes. That you will 
most definitely see floating around the internet. For sure. Um, you may have had friends try it. You may have tried it yourself. And if you have, you'll hope probably sympathize with me. Hopefully not. But I hope no one has. You'll probably had sympathize to deal with, with me. Um, my no poo journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started the same time as all of my rest of my journey of into cutting chemicals and bad things out of my life. Um. And I just went cold turkey and I tried it for probably three months. Just not washing your hair No washing my hair, just like rinsing it in the water. Mm -hmm. And it never wasn't greasy. (laughs) (laughs) They promise you that your hair will be greasy for a little while and then it's going to adjust and be this glorious mane. And that didn't happen for me. I think that might happen for someone with a different hair texture. Yeah. Like if you have really coarse curly hair, I think it's probably better for you. Yeah, that's what I've looked up. Yeah, and mm-hmm. my my husband's hair is actually re- really similar to mine, um, but he does fine. Probably, I don't know why, but his is fine. Uh, uh, so there's that. Yeah. And his scalp actually was really bad before he cut it out, and since cutting shampoo out he just uses water his scalp has healed which is insane to me so yeah it worked for Aaron worked for Aaron didn't work for me did not work for you um and before that I wanted to note that like I did try some of the drugstore natural shampoos and it dried my hair out really bad I feel like even the natural ones like we we've talked like to each other about this about how like all companies are now kind of coming out with the natural things so they're better but I still think they dry your hair out yeah, I I don't know. I haven't really I come across one yet. I got cheap because I had to take a break from the the best shampoo ever. Um and I bought a more natural one and it wasn't like it started drying my hair again and I was like, "Nope. Even like herbal essences doesn't dry my hair." <laughs> so I was like, but the, natural one. but the natural one does. Yeah. Yeah. So I went from natural drugstore shampoo to um no shampoo at all. Yeah. And then I went to baking soda for two years. And mm. we should never use baking soda. <laughs> so many things to say about baking soda. Yeah. I think it it for sure destroyed my hair. Yeah. It's still... I I mean, it's probably pretty far down now. And I did go blonde at this, too. So yeah. that's part of it. But it really did a number on my hair. Yeah. Um, it came out like I think you mentioned that your friend who's a hairstylist hates it. Oh, yeah. She said that it's basically like you are bleaching your hair every single time you put it on. And so she whenever I was asking her about this, she was like, yeah, one of my friends is like, I'm all about the like doing baking soda. And I feel like my hair looks great. And she was like, I couldn't bring myself to tell her that her <laughs> hair looked horrible. Like her hair looked bad. Yeah. It looks uh, like, hey. And so you're just. <laughs> Like, you maybe feel better about yourself that you're doing something, like, no chemicals, mm. but it, you're not doing your hair any favors. And I feel like for a while, it was fine. Like, my mm-hmm. hair was fine. But then it was probably, like, a slow downfall of my hair quality. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're putting something incredibly basic, like, pH basic yeah. on your hair. So you the only, like... The outcome you would feel would be like it's making it dull and like. Yeah. So that was two years of my life. Oh. And that was not a good choice. I mean, 
two years of it bleaching, like feeling like it's bleaching your hair every single time. Yeah. It's just a lot. Yeah. That was pre-meeting me, right? No, I was still doing it. it. I had like a year of knowing you that I was still using that. Yeah. But then you like did conditioners and stuff that like you would do intermittently. I feel like that helped your hair. I did. Well, I did coconut oil. I did some stuff to try. I wasn't using even conditioners during that. I used um, coconut oil where I would like wrap my head in plastic wrap and go to sleep with it. And that felt like it dried my hair out too. Yeah. Um, I have some stuff to talk about coconut oil, but I want to keep talking about your stuff. Now's a good time to talk about that. So, um, this is one of those things that I had, I had to do a lot of like research because I haven't done all these things to know like why it did or didn't. And, um, for coconut oil, you'll hear a lot of anecdotal things where like it worked or didn't, but it's the same as like the no poo Uh where it's basically for fine hair. It doesn't work for curly, like hair it works great yeah um so it's all about like what type of hair you have again for like the coconut oil to be really beneficial um and the only thing that it actually does is that it helps strengthen like the proteins Uh. in your hair so like that's the whole like premise behind it but there's no scientific like evidence that putting it on your hair is better than you just eating it so you'd get the same benefits if you're just ingesting coconut oil and it will help, like, in, like, we always talk, we'll be talking more about this. Like, beauty starts with N, and, like, you always want to do everything internally. It comes out externally. And so, for the coconut oil especially. If you have fine hair. Yeah. Be ingesting it, yeah. not putting it on. Because it's not going to really, like, help. I mean, you can try it. Some people I know, like, my, our friend Jess has yeah. long, same length as yours, maybe yeah. longer. I think her hair might be longer than mine. Um hair and uh she loves the coconut oil and her but her hair is thick and it's not curly but it's thick yeah i would say i think that like for oils to my friend jaylee who is the hairdresser she uses sesame wait is it sesame oil i think it's been a while since i talked to her about yeah. it but i'm pretty sure it is um if it's not i'll correct this in our little <laughs> in a post somewhere but um she uses it and then always rinses it out rather than leaving it on your hair like I think that that helps too. Like where a hair it's like, mask where yes, you put it in and then rinse it out. And then rinse it out and then wash it and so that it's like helping um, with using like natural stuff but um, not using it as like a, a leave-in. Yeah. Because that's I think the part where it will like always kind of like be less beneficial for you. And I really don't know um, like what coconut oil would look like now that I haven't been just using baking soda. Yeah. Because maybe I felt like this is supposed to make my hair soft and my hair feels really brittle, but it felt brittle before I did it's it. It's very too. true. So who knows? But it wasn't the best for me. Yeah. Again, it it had to be like a super ingredient, like magical voodoo for it to actually have fixed my hair. I read that wrong on my thing. We'll have to... No, I'll just own it that I read my things wrong. For fine hair, it's supposed to... Um, work great and then oh. for dry brittle hair it makes it or dry coarse hair it makes it feel more brittle so that's why i remember us discussing oh. this like way before that like whenever you were doing the baking soda and then you used the coconut oil and it didn't work yeah it's because it makes it more dry and brittle whenever you weird. use coconut oil weird yes sorry that's the research that i looked up that it was actually for like 
hair that is fine like normal like now if you use it probably why Jess Maybe loves I'll it so it. much yeah is that it works better now versus like whenever it's dry I love how we are just going to be like awkwardly touching our hair this whole entire it's time okay. well, I, <laughs> I tend to like tie my hair in like a knot in front of my face whenever I get like awkward so that will probably happen too just slowly yeah slowly especially whenever I make a mistake like that I'm like oh <laughs> Okay, so just so everyone knows, we're reading a lot of things, and there's pumpkin beer involved. And there's pumpkin beer, and I just had to go deal with my six-month-old trying to get him to go back to sleep. If you have curly, coarse, dry, brittle hair, coconut oil is not the oil for you. No, but if you have fine, like, regular, medium, shiny hair, coconut oil might be great. great. But the still overall ingesting is going to be way more beneficial than anything else. So I went from, I did, oh, I did try apple cider vinegar in there at the same time. That's was usually always paired with like a baking soda, yeah, vinegar, and that's supposed rinse. to be like the, the conditioner is the vinegar. And making it pH balanced then at that point. Yeah. Which makes zero sense to me being like, <laughs> I'm going to put vinegar on my hair. It didn't help. No. And I smelled like a salad. So there's that. I wonder if like it's the same principle with that if like since apple cider vinegar is like toted right now as being so great. I wonder if like ingesting it. I didn't look this up. So yeah. ingesting it would be more beneficial than putting it know. externally. We'll have to look that up. I'll look it up and let people. you guys know. I went from apple cider vinegar uh-huh. to honey. I remember you talking about the honey and you liked it for a little short period of time. And Mm -hmm. if I went back, if I revert ever, never let me use baking soda. Never, ever, ever going to let me use baking soda again. I would use honey. What I did is I put it into like a pint glass Uh with water and then just a big like heaping tablespoon into it, Mm -hmm. warm water, and would stir it so it melted into it and then pour that over my head as my shampoo conditioner and I really liked it but I felt like I smelled like breakfast I smell like a lot of food items during this period of my life yes uh so then I moved on to honey with essential oils in it which smelled better which going back to even like I was reverting back to times using essential oils yeah and I did like that uh but at that point my hair was just so destroyed I, and that's when I, I think that's when I decided I wanted to dye it. That's whenever you went blonde. I went blonde, which is the best thing to do to your hair yes. when it's dry <laughs> and brittle. And whenever your hair was like super dark it, prior to that. It was this color. Yeah. Um, and now I just use shampoo because I've given up on all natural parts of this conversation I, saying, I feel like i helped lead you into you did the get out of the natural yeah. options yeah uh i have been using pureology which yes. amanda used forever yes. and loves and i really do like it i feel like my hair is way healthier now it's so great my mom that's one of the things like she always used was pureology and so she would always like we would use hers and then she would get it for us and then we would have a leave-in conditioner called integrity and she'd buy us like jugs Ah, of it integrity integrity for the hair (laughs) um and so 
it's great. It has like a minty like feel to it. It makes your scalp like tingle as it's sitting and just, oh, it's the best. But it's expensive. It's like $30 for shampoo and $30 for conditioner. Yeah. So for a while, Amazon had it for $30 for the duo, which was awesome. Which is amazing. But it just went up. So now it's $60 for the duo. So I just switched and I actually really like what I'm using for now. I for only now. I'm only a week in, so I'm only two washes in. Yeah. Um, I wash my hair twice a week now. I, feel, I think that's great. I think that I'm at like that. I heard an interview with Connie Britton that said. We love her. Yeah. And she has great hair. She said she washes her hair twice a week. So. So we like, do everything that Coach's <laughs> wife does. <laughs> Thanks, Connie. Connie. Um, so I moved on to now because it was cheaper on Amazon. I don't think it's cheaper in salons, but that it's ABBA. Is that ABBA? I would call it ABBA. Um, and I'm using their pure moisture. I'm checking my notes here and it's fairly comparable to Pureology. Uh huh. I actually think there might be a little bit less bad stuff in it. Oh, that's good. Less chemicals, but there still are some parabens Mm. and parabens are the things that like ideally we would stay away from. Yes. Cause those mimic estrogen. Yeah. And that's what we're putting on our scalps when we wash our hair. But beauty has a cost sometimes I say, and I feel like you have to get your hair back to being where it was for you to try different things for from the sure. baking soda like other I feel like other people or anyone that has not done baking soda could jump into doing some different things for their hair and not have to like rehab yeah you're still in like the rehab phase which your hair looks for sure awesome it's getting better slowly definitely but rehab phase yeah. Um, did you ever try castor oil? I didn't try it. I haven't either, but I did look it up. That, like, that's one of the things that people use a lot, and it's mainly just for hair growth. Oh. And it's all anecdotal, but it's worth a try if you need want your hair to grow. All right. Maybe um, we need to try that. Yeah. Other people could use it. Like, I think they use it if, like... Your hair's falling out, but it's mainly for, like, hair growth, ah. which I was into because I'm shedding, like, I don't even know. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I feel like I'm going bald. You're definitely not. I know, but it's, like, the thinnest my hair. hair has ever been, and so I'm just feeling a little Concerned. out of <laughs> out of whack, you know? <laughs> well, maybe castor oil is your answer. Maybe castor oil is my answer. Um, I did try one thing. That I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try not to like, I don't want to have to keep buying Pureology. I asked my hairdresser or my hairstylist here um, what I should get. And he told me to get this thing called hair, or New Wash by Hair Story. And it was basically trying to re like regulate your oils. So you just put it in your hair and you like brush it through for, since I have such thick long hair. And then let it sit and then rinse it out. And that's all you do. Uh And I looked like a wet rat for (laughs) so long. Like I couldn't do it. I would send pictures to him and be like, is this what it's supposed to look like? Because this looks horrible. And And he was like, push through, push through. It's going to be better. It's going to be better. And it's the same thing. Like I just told Kyle to start using it. And I bought Pureology again. I told him, I was like, I had to give up. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. My hair looked so bad. 
and it's one of those it works things great like for hard. Kyle. Yeah. So I think it's kind of like just different things work for different people. Agreed. It's the same thing with everything in life. Yeah. It's like everyone is made differently. Everyone has their own special thing. And everyone has their own body chemistry. Yeah. Hair chemistry. Yes. So stuff's going to affect you differently. Yes. But some things that will work for us all are yeah. foods that yeah. we can be putting can within our bodies. Our pretty? Um, the most important is making sure that you're getting enough biotin, zinc, B-complex vitamins, iron, and vitamin D. Mm. And some of those um, foods that you can be eating to get those good things are eggs, flax seeds, lots of greens, and then anything that has like beta carotene in it. So uh-huh. oranges, squash, pumpkin, carrots. Maybe you could make us like a hair care smoothie recipe. Ooh, yes, I definitely can do that. Um, and I think that like most people will take a supplement. Um, if you do, just make sure that it has those like biotin, zinc, B complex is going to be your B12s. Folate, B6, Is that why niacin. people will say they take prenatals for their hair? Yeah. And you don't need all of that. I mean, for the most part, you don't even really need to be taking these if you uh-huh. just really have a balanced diet. When balanced means not like it has to be a perfectly pristine, clean diet, but it's balanced in the sense of like you're getting majority fruits and vegetables. You're getting good sources of protein. You're getting some fiber. You're getting good fats and so as long as like those are present then you're probably solid and then it's now like let's take care of the external because the internal is doing okay right but if you feel like you need something extra then get the ones that are just for your hair because you don't need all the extra stuff all right because i'm i'm very like about supplements if you don't need to take something don't take it Um, but women we do probably need to take some stuff because we're just a little well not everybody's stuff, eating but. yeah and not everyone's eating a fully balanced diet and if you feel like you're lacking in any of those groups then for sure you need to like step it up or step be it up or be taking a supplement or... i would say not even like a multi get like a as one specifically for hair or there's a like i've been really into reading about this company called ritual uh-huh. which i'm not sponsored by them at all <laughs> Um, but as a dietitian, like if someone were to ask me what they could take, I would recommend this. And it's just like specifically for women. And it's just nine essential nutrients that they felt that our women need to do. It was just vitamin D's in it, um, calcium or not calcium in it, uh, vitamin K. There's a really good um, DHA EPA. That's if you're vegan, it's a vegan source instead of fish oil. Huh. And so it's really good for your hair, really good for just everything like women wise cool and there's some other stuff in it so i'd recommend taking that over a multi and then take like a specific hair one if you need to but a lot of people just like put so much more than what you need so it's really just a waste yeah if you're not like <laughs> focused or not like just taking what you need so um i will definitely make a hair smoothie that recipe that would be so good yeah um and it will be just focusing on that hair. Yeah. I have one good. last tip to talk about. What is it? Um, dry shampoo. Dry shampoo. Yes. So the in-between awkward time when your hair is getting greasy, but you're still trying not to wash it more than yeah. once or twice I mean, a week. 
Yes. And or the just the time when you just straight up haven't washed it because you haven't showered, which yes. is which is more of our lives. Yes. Um the dry shampoo that I use is cornstarch, <laughs> which is actually great. And I tried I t- I was telling Amanda earlier that I've tried the cocoa powder and I yeah. didn't I didn't like it as much mixed. I mean, that's like supposed to be the brunette thing. Yeah. I mean, there's really no reason outside of people just not wanting to see white powder in a brunette hair. Right. Well, your hair always is going to look more dull um, with dry shampoo in it. Like, I remember uh, Katie Holmes. Uh Uh-huh. There was like this big thing a few years ago, like, Katie's going gray because of her, like, all her divorce crap. And... Everyone like that knows anything was like, that's definitely dry shampoo. She's not going gray. Come on. So that's funny. I mean, it happens, but if you are using dry shampoo um, and you want to stay away from some of the harsher chemicals that are in the store bought dry shampoo, yeah. cornstarch works great. And yeah, I just and it's do super it super cheap. Super cheap. I leave it in my bathroom and I just do it over my tub. I just put it all in there and just shake it out and uh it works awesome so there's my hot tip for the day i was petrified of dry shampoo why were you petrified of dry shampoo i think that i just like i'm scared of anything which is why i don't do a ton of crazy stuff (laughs) with like hair or like my nails or anything like that like in the fifth grade i had fake nails on and I had to do a chalkboard race. Oh, gosh. And I took them off because I knew I was going to, like, lose to the chalkboard, like, math race. Oh, gosh. And so, like, ever since then, like, I – it hurt my nails. And so I don't do anything that will, like, potentially hurt or damage, like, my hair or my nails <laughs> because I'm petrified of it. And so dry shampoo, to me, I felt like it would hurt my hair. Like, it would dry it out. in fifth grade? Yeah. That's my mom didn't know that I put them on. Oh, you, like, glued them on yourself. Yeah. My friend Lindsay Griffith did. <laughs> Lindsay, we were at her house, and then were I had teachers to soak like, them. What in the world? We like cut them so they weren't like long, okay. but so they looked like normal, like good, whatever. <laughs> but it was like a race against my teacher, and so I like took them off so uh, that I could win. Is it true that most of the foods that help your hair are the same things that would help your fingernails? Do yes, you? it's always linked like hair and nails, so it's going to be. Um, those same foods will definitely help like your nails be strong and then grow too. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Hence why like prenatal is the same where like your nails get really like hard and tough whenever you're taking those or whenever you're pregnant. But, um, yeah, but I, I do now like, use dry shampoo. I bite my nails all the time. Don't do it. <laughs> well, how do you like dry shampoo now? It's fine. I still don't quite know starch. how to use it. Um, because I feel like I'm just ridiculous, but I use, I'm again, a whore for branding and the bottle's beautiful and it's like R and co. And I think it's like a more natural one, Mm -hmm. but it smells great. Spray it in there, brush it through. (laughs) (laughs) Well, try cornstarch if you want. It's way cheaper. Whenever this is out, I probably will. I don't use it that often because I don't leave my house that often so I don't feel like I have to like make myself look good but if I do go out in public and for people who are listening maybe we should talk about like what type of hair do you have because she 
basically has Pocahontas there. So she doesn't need to do anything to it to make it look amazing. That is thanks to, I think, Stanley Jack Cosmore. Her dad. That's my dad. (laughs) Not just some random person. Yeah, my dad has really good hair. He has really thick hair. And he is 64, and he still has a really solid head of hair. Yeah, so she really doesn't have any say in this whole conversation, (laughs) actually, (laughs) because her hair is perfect. Um, And my hair, like I said earlier, is on the mend. But definitely, I have a lot of thin, dry hair. Yeah, I would say my hair now is different after having a baby, but it's still mm-hmm. pretty it's pretty good. solid. She's got good hair. Yeah. So um, the take home from this is for sure like no poo movement has its merits of like let's get re back to not washing our hair all the time because it is it is hurting our oils of our head. Mm-hmm. And so now it's figuring out what you want to do, what's best for your hair. But the one thing we will say if you use baking soda, we will come and find you. <laughs> no, you, and tell you will no. just be crying. And just be sad. <laughs> you will regret it. Just don't do it. Yeah, like, I think when I actually went and got my hair dyed, I didn't do... Actually, in the middle of the baking soda, I didn't do blonde. I did a brunette. Sorry, that took me a second to think about. And... It took like two or three bottles of dye for my like hairstylist. That's she was ridiculous. Like, oh my gosh, your hair is soaking all of this in. She just had to keep putting it on because my just hair is so just dry. That soaking you're like, it up. I can't. It was um, bad. I have a couple more plugs of things, people that we're definitely not sponsored by, but can sponsor us if they want to. Yeah. <laughs> for instance, Pureology. Pureology <laughs> has a spray that I've been using. Um, and it's like $7 on Amazon for a oh. little baby bottle. And oh. that's what I bought because I yeah. wanted to try it before I spent $30 on it. Which one is it? It's called the 21 Color Fanatic Spray. It's like a primer, so it helps protect your hair from heat. But it has like 21 essential benefits for your hair. I'm trying to think if that's the one that my mom uses. My mom uses one of the Pureology sprays still. It might be that. And I really, and it's what's on my hair right now. And I yeah. do really like it and it smells I think it smells good some people complain if you're sensitive to scents Mm. you might not like it but I like it um and I did try my sister-in-law is who does my hair and so she's been having to deal with all this crap that I've been doing to it where she's like please just stop yeah well she's like I'm your sister-in-law so I'm not gonna say anything to hurt your feelings but this is terrible she's like my friend Jaylee where she's like yeah it looks great she left like a sample of this product by Monat. I think that's what it's M-O-N-A-T and it's pretty expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, I've looked them up but I did try it. It was a leave-in conditioner. It was like from their restore line and I really liked it. So it might be worth the money if you're wanting like a hair splurge. Yeah. And that one, that line is natural. So there's no parabens, none of the synthetic stuff that if you're trying to move away from that it's not in that. Um, so, yeah, those are my two plugs. Hey, I think that those are great, especially like or if you have done damage to your hair, that's probably incredibly helpful. Yeah. To have like that leave-in conditioner yeah. that you know works. It may be an expensive like purchase at first, but at least like you have someone who has tried it 
who has gone through the hair struggles. Yeah, and, and it's I really actually did really like beneficial. It. Yeah, I felt like it. It supposedly makes your hair thicker and longer, mm. and I actually do feel like. I only used it once, so I think that, but with the combo of doing, like, the leave-in spray from Pureology and then this new ABBA shampoo, yeah. I do feel like my hair just feels healthier. Um, so yeah. Every time I will say I go home, I use my mom's shampoo whenever I'm, like, poor. Yeah, and I can't afford. And my hair is so pretty <laughs> after I shower with it. Which is really just annoying of you to say because your hair is always pretty. Oh, stop. <laughs> but that's something to say that, like, it makes you, your color, like, so much more vibrant. Yeah, it's good, good shampoo. Stuff. Once you find, like, good shampoo for your hair. For sure. So I guess the takeaway is... Eat good foods. Make sure you're eating a balanced diet. Stay away from baking Stay soda. Stay away from baking soda. And remember, you're different than everybody, so... Don't just take everything that people are saying online or on Pinterest or blog or radio, even us. Like, may know that, like, you're different than us, but baking soda for sure is one that is universally sure, no. no, don't do it. Yeah, I probably wouldn't do the apple cider stuff, vinegar either. No, but like coconut oil, castor oil, those are kind of things that, like, try at your own discretion. And then figuring out what shampoo, conditioner, and how often you want to wash your hair. But definitely we recommend no more than twice a week is really needed. Yeah. So see you next time. Talk to you next time. On Yep, I Did That. that.